I'm Katie. And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. You know what I love? What? A pandemic business. Same. Designs by Alexis Rose bloomed into existence in February 2020 after she moved to Quinty with her supportive partner. Alexis has truly blossomed her business. With nearly a decade of experience, she uses her skills to create gorgeous florals for weddings, local markets, workshops, and monthly floral subscriptions. She's currently booking 2024 weddings, and you can pick up her stunning dried and fresh bouquets at Your Creative Junction and the Cookie Jar in Belleville. Get a little more pretty in your doom scrolling and follow at Designs by Alexis Rose on Facebook and Instagram. Let me tell you about Dr. Yasmin and the dedicated team at Family Dental Center, where patients always come first. FDC offers a range of dental services from dental hygiene and restorative treatment to Invisalign and whitening. Their goal is to provide top quality care in a stress-free environment. And here's the best part. FDC makes going to the dentist easy with convenient hours, online booking options, direct billing to insurance, and emergency appointments. Make sure you stay up to date on all things Family Dental Center by following them on Facebook and Instagram at FDC Family. Hello. Hello. So there's a really cute meme on this desktop computer that I'm setting up. Yeah. It says, I can't believe that pioneer women used to churn butter for hours without even listening to a podcast about Bigfoot. Honestly, I can't do anything without listening to a podcast. Like what is... What did you think about if they were like turning? What do you think pioneer women were thinking about when they were turning butter? Fuck this shit. Like how not to die. I don't know. Let's not get dysentery. Don't get scurvy. <laughs> this butter will help. Eat your fruit. They didn't have fruit though. So fun fact. Um, I know somebody who got scurvy recently. Yeah, because they weren't eating enough fruit. Who was it? <laughs> I don't want to know so he bad. He was a family member. Oh. I don't want to totally call them out because they're not cool um, with it, but I think it's hilarious. I can see how that can happen. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Just like eat some vitamin C. I love fruit. I, I like f- I f- fruit sometimes. I found out this morning that you don't like strawberries. I like them, but like, I wouldn't be like, mm, I'm craving strawberries. Oh my God. I have like, so this all spawned from... Um, I went to the grocery store the other day and I got a pint of strawberries for $1.67. Yes. And I was stoked. Yeah. So I bought two. Nice. Um, and then I washed them and put them in the fridge. And now every time I open the fridge door, I grab a strawberry. Yeah. And that's how that happened. I like that. It's great. I don't know. I like fruit. Like, I love peaches. Love peaches. I think I just don't like berries that much. Like, I don't find them that exciting. Is it because, like, sometimes they're always different? Yeah. I need the sometimes they're salty, sometimes they're a little tart, sometimes they're mushy. You're getting a text. Hang on oh, they can call me later. Or leave they... a message. Oh wait, it's my hang on, it's my super. Sorry, I, I was providing was an, commentary. That was an emergency. I'll probably cut all that out. <laughs> I provided commentary <laughs> throughout. Um, yeah, I think I don't like berries. That's fair. That's what I realized. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I love bread. Like, who are we kidding? I Like, vegetables, sure, I'll eat them. Bread, pasta, rice, give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love a good carb. I love carbs. So I bad. would... You know what I really want right now is the croissants from Auberge de France. So good. I used to go every Saturday morning. Small scale also has good croissants. I've okay. never had their croissants. They just had their, what, one year anniversary, two year anniversary? They had a birthday party. They had a birthday party. Recently. Yeah. 
it's a i love small scale delicious i do too i haven't been in a little while i feel like i need to go back yeah i feel like i need to go back i think shout out to jen yeah at small scale love that she's a baker she's great yeah like one of my favorite people oh how do you know her um the inner inner instagram actually yeah Yeah. no we just uh every so often we would just i'd just be like hey you want to go for dinner and she'd be like yeah yeah so we go for dinner like just because love it she's just cool yeah she's very very cool it's fun you'd really like her people yeah yeah you'd very very much like her like Um, just meeting people you vibe with i feel like in this day and age can sometimes be so difficult yeah it's so difficult like making friends as an adult challenging so challenging i'm not good at it because i'm terrible at like keeping up with friendships because i realize my adhd this is part of what i've been processing is that it's really like i I, I keep I always forget that I can make plans with people. Yeah. Or I can ask people to hang out with me. Yeah. So it's the rejection thing. Yeah, you don't want people to say no to yeah. that. But yeah. I'm getting better at it. Like I asked one of my friends, my friend Olivia, I was like, Hey, what are you doing Saturday? Like, do you want to go see a concert this weekend? And she was like, Oh, I have a family dinner. I was like, oh, okay, like no big deal. But now I need to find someone to go to this concert with. Emily. No? She I doesn't. should ask Emily. Should yeah. ask Emily. Emily, do you want to come to a concert with me? She can't hear this. She <laughs> won't hear this. Before. I'll just ask her. To we'll ask her. Um, well, it's good. It's hard to ask. But I get it. Well, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, wait, <laughs> I am also in control of my life. Yeah. I think, too, like I used to be really social pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think I just got very, I kind of lost myself during COVID. I'm like farming well, yeah, you were like hyper fo- focusing on like one thing. Yeah, because I mean there was nothing else to do. Yeah, and I like, used to have like pretty bad like going out anxiety before, mm-hmm. like when I was younger, like pre eighteen, and then I kind of got over it. But I feel bad now because I kind of am just a homebody. Yeah, and I feel like people are they realize it, and then they don't want to hang out because they know I'll probably just go. I'll leave at ten, which is I Fine. I'm probably just in my own head about it, but. That's totally fine. Right. I think that's a perfectly acceptable time to leave something. I just, I love like an afternoon hangout, like into the evening. Also yeah, having dogs early. is a challenge because I can't, they're very needy and I can't leave them for more than like five hours. I love hours. like a mid-afternoon to just after dinner. Yeah, yeah. And then you can still be in bed by like eight or nine chilling. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm sleepy, you know. Yeah. I just like being comfy. Yes. So, for the last month, I've been in, like, a depressive episode. Yes. Don't know if people could tell. <laughs> Honestly, I can tell because I see you every day. Yeah. But I think... I don't know. You're faking but, it real good. Thanks. But if you're... I realized as I was going through this depressive episode, because I was still trying to, like, live my normal life and mm-hmm. putting the expectations of cooking meals and mm-hmm. doing all the things. And then finally I realized I was like, wait my brain's not where I need it to be right now. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean I have to put the same expectations on myself. So I just start buying and pre-made food and yeah. just doing little things and putting less expectations on myself. So I could actually just, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. But so if you're going through a sad time, no, you can take easy routes. It doesn't impact you. Oh yeah. This is literally why like the other day I got home from work and I was like, I can't. Yep. And so I threw a frozen pizza in the oven and yeah. done. There's just certain things now I keep in the freezer just in case. Just, it's good to just have that out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You don't have, you can have an out all the time if you need it. Yeah. Like you, nobody's saying you have to meal prep every yeah. Sunday. Does it help? 
Yes. But if you are not mentally there, that is okay. okay. Yeah. So I think saying to yourself, it's not okay. And just doing what you need to do to get through life Mm -hmm. at that point is good. Is okay. Anything that works for you is a good. That's my shout out. That's a good, that's a good little tidbit of love and advice and honesty. I like Um, it. What are you up to? What's going on? Um, I just got off a week of quote unquote vacation. Yeah, you were gone. Yeah, so I decided to be a weirdo and take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. I think it made sense, though. It was kind of nice. It felt like I was off for a month. It was awesome. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, I just I chilled with the kids. I just hung out at home. I really... Like, I made Kate breakfast every morning. Like, it was just good to kind of just like a refresh. be home. Yeah. Um, yeah, and hung out with Cooper, mm-hmm. <laughs> your mom's cat. Yeah. I think sometimes it's nice to have a stay-at-home vacation because you can catch up on all the things you haven't been doing. I think that's what it was. It was like I got, like, all this stuff in my closet reconfigured. I'm, like, taking a, a top shelf and moving it lower. Mm-hmm. I'm, like... I have like I got went we went to your creative junction. Oh yeah, we did. You and me. Yeah, yeah. we cake we uh they did a nailed it competition, so we got to test eat the cakes and judge them. Yeah. It was fun. It was very fun. I love your creative junction. Go there. Go see Sarah. Yeah, just such a gem. So cute. We love her. And they were so cute. They were so funny. Kids are so weird. It's so great. Um, but yeah, no, that was pretty much it. And now I'm back at work and I'm very excited to be back at work. I'm very happy you're back at work. Yeah, no, I'm very, I'm just, I feel like I'm refreshed and I'm ready to just like kill it and just, you know, do good things and, you know, launch new things and get back at it, get back at it. But uh, in like a fresh, in a, with a fresh perspective, I'm yes. less angry. Yeah. Cause I was, I was getting pretty frustrated. I think it was like burnout and fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. It was like the smallest thing happened and I was like. Trigger stacking. <laughs> Which we'll talk about in our later episode. In a later episode. Um, this episode, though, we have it was great. So good. It's Megan Hamilton, mm-hmm. who is the founder of UBU Skills in Kingston. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. She reached out to us. She she saw us at Brazen and then reached yeah. out to us. The and vibes were just so good. I say it in the episode. We get so nervous when someone asks to be on and we don't know them and Mm -hmm. our social anxiety goes to 100. Mm -hmm. And then it's exactly what we need in that moment. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So this conversation was very much exactly, I think, what we needed that day. Yeah. And I I think you'll all like it. I don't even know how else to get them prepared for what they're about to hear. Yeah. No, I just, it it felt really natural. Yeah. It was just a straight up combo. So let them listen. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. Today we technically have our first out-of-towner. We were first introduced to this lovely babe at Brazen. We were happy she reached out after to keep connected. Megan Hamilton is originally from Toronto and now calls Kingston home. After high school, she attended the Toronto Metropolitan University Theatre School on two separate occasions for one total diploma. Her journey through post-secondary brought her struggle with anxiety and depression to the surface. After working in acting... After working in the acting world for a couple of years, she decided to choose happiness and switch paths. She switched gears and began writing and learning how to produce film and theater. She also started to play guitar. She continues to to put positive energy into music and continues to do it to this day. 
This isn't even the big stuff. Megan is the founder of UBU Skills and is a speaker, visibility, and confidence coach with a positive and encouraging approach. She offers one-on-one coaching, programs for small business owners, and master classes to help people learn new skills, move past fears, and work towards speaking and presence goals. She has completed coaching training for growth work, mindset development, trauma-informed leadership, and building forward momentum. She is passionate about supporting women and non-binary folks in their quest for speaking up, self-advocacy, and finding their true voice after years of society trying to keep us quiet. Babes of Quinny, please welcome Megan Hamilton, the founder of UBU Skills. Hi. 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 <laughs> Did we get it right? Did it? Is that right? UBU? No, just like the whole intro. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, how did you know that I went to theater school twice? But I guess I probably put that out there somewhere. I think it was on your website. <laughs> <laughs> we I do like a deep lot of Googling. Yeah, we do a lot of Googling. <laughs> I love it. Um, we like to start off with like a really big question. Okay. What's your favorite potato chip? Uh, pl- plain Lay's. With dip? I can't judge. Like Sometimes with dip. But that's because Costco has the big bags for six bucks, and Fair. then I just have them all the time, Damn. so I don't have to worry about it. Honestly, plain lays are a vibe. Uh, yeah, I yeah. love them. Um, mm. I love all chips. Like okay. so, like my answer could have been all chips, uh, but plain lays because you can dress them up with other things. But things like so, my real favorite is ketchup Doritos. Okay, have you all I had never those? had them. Yeah, they're like in and out. They're not here all the yeah. time. Specialty item. Specialty item. <laughs> In Canada, Gourmet. clearly. Gourmet. <laughs> Only the best for me. Uh, and But I get like like a weird sugar rush if I have like a whole bag, which is what I usually like to have if I have chips. Yeah. Like, and not like a no, like snack the big, bag. The yeah, bag. Like, a, like a full bag. <laughs> so if I have a full bag, because I can't, I, I can't stop, then I'll like feel like not good, yeah. Which usually doesn't stop me. So then I'll just continue. you just keep going. So I stick with plain lays, and then I'm like I'm okay. Cool. Plain lays, you're good. Yeah, I do like when people say plain chips or like Tim from Tweeting Co said like lightly salted, and I was like, oh, no. Who are you? No, I'm just you. like I judge like a little bit, but then I pull it back. I'm like, I find Why? those like stick in my throat when I'm trying to swallow. Like they, they don't do their job. Yeah. What's so your favorite the, dip? The, Queso, yeah, queso is oh. really good. Like, I know I'm not like, dipping a Lay's chip in it. I'm dipping no. a corn chip in it, but yeah. like, it's queso. I would dip a Lay's chip in queso. I probably would too. I would too. Like, I, would dip, I would dip anything. I, yeah, in okay, queso. So, quite frankly, here's my dirty little secret. When I go to the movie theater, I get popcorn and cheese dip, and you <sighs> dip, dip the popcorn it. into the cheese dip. It is so freaking good. That's a really good idea. And it's like. 99 cents for the queso the cheese I have like this disgusting obsession with like nacho theater cheese yeah I do too yeah it's it's disgusting but I love it what's disgusting about it I worked in a movie the theater in high plastic. school. Yeah, I was going to say it's plasticky and delicious. And I had to clean the cheese machine. Oh, don't tell me. I don't uh, want to know. Because before yeah, right. it didn't come in like the cups. It was like a machine that like pumped the cheese out into okay. the thing. Yeah. yeah so, so I had to clean know. the cheese machine. It's gross. Yeah, that's that that's that would sort of wreck it for you. But have either of you been to Texas? No. No. Okay. So there's good queso? The queso, you just sit down and they're like, would you like chips and queso? And you're like, yes, please. And that's like before you get drinks. And you're like. Of course I would. Like everywhere in Texas? Everywhere I went. Shit. So we going to Texas? I don't really like them, but like I'll go anywhere for chips and queso. Austin is like if you go to Austin, it's it's, it's pretty it's like good. a nice okay. part of Texas. Okay. I've I've been to like all the weird 
we toured there a little while a long time ago and we went through like Dallas and Houston and like turned on the radio and we were like holy shit like really weird topics and scary like gun ads and stuff Ah. and you're just like I'm I would like to go back to Austin please is that the is Texas where that weird Prada store is what's that Marfa Prada I don't know what that is okay so there's a Prada store in the middle of the desert and it's Prada Marfa yeah it's like there's nothing else there except for this Prada store in the desert I didn't know about that I did not go there and I'm not sure but that sounds really fun it's a vibe because like it's like if you now if you Google Prada Marfa you'll see like art prints and you'll be like oh I think I know that oh yeah people like take photos of it like as like a like okay. a tourist thing, thing. To do? yeah oh okay now I have to look it up I'm into it I could be wrong it might be in Arizona <laughs> maybe that's desert I don't know there's lots geography. of deserty areas yeah. down there yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so as I was like researching you and deep diving on Google and your website. Um, it talked about your post-secondary journey, which sounds very similar to mine, but can you kind of tell us about that experience and, and how you ended up there twice? <laughs> <laughs> I can. Um, so from like 14, I got asked uh, if I would fill in last minute because somebody canceled. I think like my high school was doing this like like cabaret night of student written oh, plays. Fun. It was really fun. Very dark. I love it. (laughs) I got asked if I would step in. I think I had like a few days and do this like monologue that this woman had written. Oh, girl, I guess at the time. It feels weird to say 14 year olds are women, but I guess I don't. When do you call somebody a woman? Anyway, I just call everyone lady. (laughs) (laughs) This lady. This lady. Um. So I got asked to step in and like I memorized this monologue and I delivered it and like I made everyone cry. It was really sad. It was about a dead dog and uh, like something about her dad, but I can't remember all the bits and pieces. And then at the end, everyone was crying and I was like, oh, my God, this is like a magical power. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) So then I knew I wanted to be an actor because at that point it was either an actor or an accountant. Oh, those are different. Very different. But also, I get it. It describes me perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) The two bits and pieces that like fit really well together. So I got into, uh, at the time it was Ryerson and now it's Toronto Metropolitan. And I went and it was a really weird time. Um, (laughs) So one of my professors ended up he was sober at the time and I love him and he has since passed away, but he got back into drugs apparently after I left school and he's like the first incident of like, um, like airplane rage. So he was in the States and I guess he had like taken a lot of drugs and drinking a lot of vodka and started freaking out on the plane and like the FBI got involved and the pilots came out and like he This was like your first year of theater school? No, no, no. This oh, is like oh, way later. after the fact. Okay. But I'm trying to set the tone for like the the folks who okay. are yeah, yeah. in charge of our program. Uh, yeah, and our our mental health ultimately. Um and he like kicked up he he kicked he either kicked the FBI agent or I the pilot that. and like bit the other person. That is 
and went Ballsy. to like like jail like yeah in America which probably sucked pretty bad anyway he was one of them another what? theater school teacher threw a chair at me and called me a fucking bitch what so oh, he's like I'm paying you <laughs> it's not like that anymore apparently oh that's good apparently yeah maybe I mean if you do there's a lot of stuff in the news lately about theater schools and how like manipulative they are and how people get really fucked up while we're there because they have you do these exercises that you really have to give all of your trust to the person leading the exercise. Yeah. And especially, so this is like the early and mid nineties. We didn't have the same vocabulary that we do now for mental health. We didn't have the same. And you're also dealing with people who probably were also dealing with their own mental health issues. Who'd Mm -hmm. also come through theater school anyway. So I failed my first year and at the meeting, um, when they told me that I got a D in acting, I got like good marks and everything else and I got a D in acting and they were like we want you to come back and I said fuck you I'm insulted and I walked out (laughs) that's the most like theater school thing ever it's the dramatic exit (laughs) so dramatic and then um, Don again um, the person I had just been talking about who sadly passed away a few years ago he called me and he was like look um, let's figure it out take a year Like, I'll help you see if we can get some gigs in the meantime, and then you can come back next year. Like, you're always welcome to come back. And I was like, I don't think I'm ever coming back. And then that summer, I can't remember what it was. Like, after I'd been working sort of, like, in a bookstore full time and realized what, like, retail was like, (laughs) I was working in the Eaton Center. Oh, like. Mm -mm. I was like, okay, I don't want to give up on my dreams. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll go back. And so I just had to call, and they were like, of course, you can come back. And so I went back and then like I kicked ass in university, like I won all the awards. I got really good marks. I really, you know, that time away and I broke up with my boyfriend and came back and was really ready to commit. And that was a very good thing for me. I'd been dealing with some agoraphobia and some mental health issues. I think that's the question you asked. What's agoraphobia? Hang on. I just want to turn this off because it's being loud. What's agoraphobia? That's when it's you're afraid to leave your house. Like oh, you have goodness. extreme anxiety. If you Kay's hand is up, if you are wondering, do you have it too? Oh yeah. Do you still have it? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, like, leaving the house is difficult, and it's like I call it social anxiety, but it's like a lot of like social. Like once I get into social situations, I'm like kind of okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, like it's 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 hard to explain to people too, right? Because I also think I didn't really have the words for it at the time either. Mm-hmm. I just felt very uncomfortable anytime I left like the comfort of my house. Yeah, and up until that point, I'd been dealing with so much anxiety all my life and depression mm-hmm. that was like undiagnosed. Like we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. This is the '80s and '90s. Like we yeah. just it wasn't the same. I feel like now things would have been different, but that's okay. Um, I was having panic attacks where I was almost fainting like every day in grade eight. So I went back. I, I sort of like managed to just by like having to do it, like get over my agoraphobia. And um, yeah, then I went out and tried acting for a number of years. And you liked that? No. <laughs> Did not like. I had a few things that I got to do that were cool. Um, but mostly it was like constantly getting people to cover my waitressing shifts, my serving shifts. Um, so I could do beer commercial auditions that I was not like 
they were always looking for models. They were like, wear a short skirt and whatever. And I'm just not, it's not really me. So I would just be constantly rearranging my schedule for these roles that had no lines where they, I don't know if you've ever done an audition before, but like basically they they tell you to slate. And so you say your name and your agency, you turn to the right, you turn to the left. And then like the camera just goes up and down your body and they're like, okay, thank you. And that's it. And I'm like, I didn't fucking go to theater school and like leave and then come back and like kick ass, just fucking do this every single day. So one day I just had had enough and I called my agent and I was like, I'm done. And, um, never looked back and felt such relief from like not having to continue to do this. So then from there, I, um, I wanted to try my own stuff. So I got a grant to write a play, a one woman show. And then I got another grant to like put it on. And that was, um, that was probably a pivotal moment for me too, because I realized that I could create my own work. Mm -hmm without having to rely on other people to like me or not like me, mm-hmm. which is what auditions constantly felt yeah. like, right? It's like job interviews. Like you do a number of them and you get rejected. You're just like, like it's fine, but also it's so much energy to just yeah, like it's exhausting keep telling yourself that you're okay. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, so that was really positive for me. And then around that and then I started producing other people's um stuff and I was I was brought in as an assistant producer for um in the early days at the distillery district have either of you been there in Toronto oh yeah yeah so that was like before anything was there I think we had that nice chocolate shop and like a, a mill street had just started and like mill street used to come around that was when they had the small bottles I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you're old enough to remember but they would come around with like four packs of the small bottles and mm-hmm. leave them at everybody's door Aww. and be like, let us know what you think. If, you know, it was, oh, it was a really nice time. And there was probably about 15 at least theater companies in the building. And we would all hang out with each other and talk to each other and share things. And that was really great. Uh, and then I started producing sort of independent shows for other people. And I picked up the guitar around that time and started writing my own music. And um, at one point, I realized that that was the thing that was really using all of the skills that I had developed over the last few years, like self-promotion, performance, writing. And then I, I was like, I have to do this. I have to go for it. And so I left everything that I was doing and a few people were pretty mad at me. One guy told me, oh my God, this is so funny. He wrote me an email and he was, he was very disappointed in me and said, you'll never work in this town again as a producer. And I was like, yeah, I fucking won't because I don't want to. (laughs) Cool. Thank you for telling me what I want to do. Yeah. Like, I know. People, the audacity. The audacity. Absolute audacity. It's, it's, it's so bananas to think about now. You know what I love? What? A pandemic business. Same! Designs by Alexis Rose bloomed into existence in February of 2020 after Alexis closed her family's small-town floral shop in Beaverton, Ontario. She knew she wanted to continue with her passion of being a floral designer and also be able to stay home with her then two-year-old daughter. After moving to Quinty with her supportive partner, Alexis has truly blossomed her business. With nearly a decade of experience, she began her journey with funeral and sympathy flowers to help bring something beautiful to those experiencing some of their darkest 
moment. She also loves to create bespoke florals for weddings, local markets, workshops, monthly flower subscriptions, eucalyptus shower bundles, and so much more. Alexis is currently booking 2024 weddings, and you can pick up her stunning dried florals at Your Creative Junction and the Cookie Jar in Belleville. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Designs by Alexis Rose. In case you missed it, we love the Family Dental Center. After years of struggling with dental anxiety, I finally felt comfortable booking an appointment thanks to the wonderful Dr. Yasmin. Locally owned and operated with offices in Belleville, Frankfurt, and Coburg, the Family Dental Center has a team of highly qualified, caring dental professionals using modern technology to offer patients a stress-free and amazing dental experience. But that's not all. FTC offers a wide range of dental services to meet your needs and ensures your trip to the dentist is convenient. Let's not forget their deep commitment to the community. They actively engage by providing educational initiatives like FTC Goes to School, offers services such as Free Dental Day. To stay updated on all the incredible work the Family Dental Center is doing for our community, make sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram at FDC Family and visit their website, FamilyDentalCenter.com. Um, so yeah, so then I, then I did music for a really long time and I'm still doing music. Um, but we moved to Kingston in 2009 and, um, I had a baby and I don't know, you're a mom. Are you, yeah. do you have kids? Like, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, life. so music sort of took the back burner and then, yeah. um, and then I started this business. How That's wild. did like, you tour with music? I did. So how does that work? Like, did you have a band? I did. did. you build a band? I had a, I had a band. I love them dearly. We toured from, so I've toured from Newfoundland all the way to BC. Um, I haven't done any of the territories. That's sort of like the next, next thing that I want to get into. And then I toured in Alabama, Kentucky, and Texas. That's fun. Yeah, it was fun. Tour life is wild. Tour life is wild. Uh, we toured so when I went to Newfoundland, I was opening for um, another band, and we were all friends, so we all toured together. So that was mm-hmm. five of us, me and four dudes in a minivan. <laughs> it's smelly. Oh, my God, so smelly. And everyone smoked, so yeah. it was, like, oh. smoky and smelly. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah. And then when we toured across Canada, it was me and my band, who was three three guys, and my boyfriend, who's now my husband, and he did the merch. Um <laughs> So yeah, that was five of us again in a minivan. Yeah, no, it I, wasn't as stinky though. The, the, my band was like, like people went out and got exercise every day, and were looking for like the healthy choices at McDonald's. <laughs> it was a different. Hey, I experience. definitely, <laughs> I, I toured the punk rock bands. Oh, fun! No, crusty, gross. Bad, yeah, <laughs> but like it was fun. Okay, where's the worst place you've ever slept? Oh God. Like literally just like on in the corner of some random person's house that I don't know their name. That gives me anxiety. Like in the back of a moving tour thing. But okay, so technically, you know how they have like the big like speakers? Mm -hmm. Like when you're like hooking up a show, you have like the guitars hook up into like these speaker things. So we had all the speakers in the back of like this like really long cargo van. You don't mean amps. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yep. Slept on the top of those because there wasn't enough seats for everybody in the actual van. So we got in, two of us got, no, three of us were on top of the amps, like laying on top of them. How old As were you? Driving. Yeah, As we're driving on the 401. How old were you around this time? Um, Probably 18, 19. Safe. 
Yeah, no, definitely poor choices. <laughs> lots of drugs, lots of alcohol, yeah. lots of woodles. Lots of what? What? I'm going to explain Woodles to you, and then I'm going to send this to one of my friends. Okay, so Woodles are the things that broke punk rock bands eat on tour. So it's a whole wheat, like, pita wrap, Mr. Noodles, and mayo. Ew. Oh, no, I actually think that's probably pretty good. (laughs) Are the noodles cooked? Yes. The noodles are cooked. So you cook the noodles in, like, you can get, like, a coffee pot or something, like, wherever you're staying. Because you can, yeah, because it's hard to cook sometimes. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you can't always afford to go to, like, McDonald's because that's how poor we were. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the priority is drugs, beer, cigarettes, food. Food. Yeah. So the budget goes to all the other things, and then you're left with woodles. So it's like, okay, like, how can we feed everybody in this vehicle? For ten dollars, yeah, woodles, woodles. Um, should we try it? <laughs> no, okay, but yes. <laughs> like, should we I, make I people think try? you should. I gotta want to try. I think it. you should. Do and it. then, so you make the noodles, and then you sprinkle the salty stuff yeah, on, on top? top of the noodles, but you like mayo the bottom of the pita. It'd be fun textures. Totally. I think you should do Woodles for the Patreon channel. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> right? She's really just getting a Patreon, and now I'm on board. So <laughs> I like money for Me the B roll. Yeah, money's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, I like money. We like money. Okay. Sorry, I loved that. Now I know more about touring. So yours seemed a little more wholesome than the punk rock tour. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first tour, like the the Newfoundland tour, I was with Newfoundlanders. So that probably tells you. Yes. I love me Newfoundlanders. I dated many of them. I don't recommend it. Why? Love. uh, Currently dating one. Are you? <laughs> is okay. he? Is he? Yeah. Oh wow! Wait, no, no, he's no. just an East Coaster. He's like from Halifax. Yeah, you can't mix that up. You'll oh, get yeah, it's a, it's a trouble. In trouble. Okay, yeah. Like big trouble. Okay, yeah, no, it's definitely not Newfoundland. My bad. Okay, um, never mind. Really lovely people, just not great boyfriends. Like not good, yeah. committed partners. I'm I'm sorry to all of you. Newfoundland men who are really good people. I dated Newfoundland actors and musicians. Oh well, I mean, so that's you're it. doubling up. Yeah, on you're like doubling down on chaos. Yeah. There's lots of lots of it. Love them, still love them to this day. Yeah. Don't want to date them anymore. Fair. So I toured. Um, I toured Newfoundland and uh, the East Coast. I think we hit everything um, in Quebec with this group of dudes who were partiers. And so, like, I think by like day four, um, I was like holy shit, what have I got myself into? Like, it was just a lot of, um, a lot more than I had expected. Um, Like, yeah, the kind of stories that you probably have of like, like so excited to have a bed and then like your bandmate found a girl for the night and like they were like fucking on the floor and you're like, ah, fuck. (laughs) Like you just, yeah. Yeah. That. And then so no, yeah, on my tour with my own band, um, like I said, like people would want to make time to have a run every day. Like McDonald's was like exciting because you could have a salad. Um, and we mostly like, you know, I was I was booking the tour. So I was making sure as much as I could that we had like decent places to sleep or I was building it into the contract that like they had to put us up somewhere. But some of the hotels that we were put up in were like, I don't even know if they were technically hotels. There was this one... <laughs> So there's this one in, um, I can't think of the city right now, but it was in this like building that used to be maybe a mall and like 
upstairs, it was like 15 foot ceilings and probably about 15 rooms, but they couldn't afford to keep electricity in all of them. So like you sort of had to, and this is just when iPhones were starting. So it's not like you could just like bust out your flashlight and look around. And then like, there was just all these like beds in these random rooms that were just like huge. Like it was really, really weird. But the worst one was this place that we were excited because it was in Kenora and it was our like, it was our last show of the tour. I should also mention that when I asked for a show, he was like, um, is this for dancing or for music? And I was like, oh, music. (laughs) Oh, oh dear. Okay. (laughs) They had uh, a hotel attached to them, but so like, how can I explain this? The, The bathroom technically had a shower, but like one of the walls of the shower just led into this like open like attic area that was not finished. So you didn't know like is someone in there like are there like it was real like imagine you're just in like a like a four stall shower but like one of the walls just leads into this like blackness of like um no unfinished that sounds like a for two movie. people with agoraphobia you guys have done <laughs> like stayed in some crazy like places that um, I don't love you know what when you're young. Yeah, true. I had so much anxiety. I was 34. I Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're thir- wow, good for you. I, I just yeah. wanted to make it. And I didn't know that that's what it was going to be like. Like, And most of the places were, were pretty fine. But it's just funny what they think they can get away with sometimes. Well, they can, right? Yeah, if you've never been there, you're like, oh, wow, the hotel. That sounds great. great. Thank yeah. you. Um, he's like, yeah, we'll give you three rooms. And I'm like, even better. Everybody Perfect. gets their own bed. No. no. And all of us were fairly convinced that sleeping on those beds would not be a good idea. So thankfully, we had all brought sleeping bags. And uh, I think we all slept in our sleeping bags. How long did you tour for? So the first one, I think, was about 17 or 18. These are the longer tours. I mean, I've toured across Ontario a ton of times. But the first one was about 17 or 18 days. And I think the one from Ontario to BC and back was... um, around the same yeah nice good for you how did music like help with your mental health along did it have any impacts definitely so I mentioned before that I had sort of all this undiagnosed stuff finally saw a therapist in my mid to late 20s and that was like a game changer it just like had language um sort of felt validated for some of the things that you know um I'd been going through and uh, and she was she was amazing until one day I realized she was drunk. And uh, oh, <laughs> like during your sessions? Yeah. Wow. I noticed that she was I was like, I think she's getting sleepy. And then like she, it, it, it got to the point where I was like, oh, no, like she's drunk. And she kept drinking from this like um, big bottle of um, um like Perrier or something, right? Like that kind of a yeah. And just wouldn't think anything of it until I until there was like a little bit of slurring and like a little bit of like dozing off or like almost falling over in her chair, just weird stuff. And I was like, at first I thought it was a test. I was like, is she trying to test me to like speak up for myself and say something? And then just one day I was just like, I just can't, I, I think I'm done. So I, I said to her, you know what? And I was in a really good place at that point too. Yeah. I was like, I think, I think maybe I'm ready to like go on my own 
And she yelled, no, Megan, you can't. I knew you were going to do this. I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> and it wasn't like That's that at the beginning. Thank goodness like, you were in a good place. I know. Like, I if know. You were. I know. And I kept thinking. And so I felt guilty, actually, because I was like, I didn't want to report her. Like, you just have these sort of like, she had also done a lot for me. Like, for two years, she well, yeah. had actually supported me and was obviously just going through her own thing. But I felt bad for the other clients who would might have been like me. So I did end up writing her a letter and I sent it to her. I never heard back, but I just said, you know, this is why I'm leaving. This is why I left. If this is still happening, please consider getting help because people are relying on you and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, I genuinely hope she did. I do, too, yeah. But like, me, too. Yeah. I also was just like, I just can't deal with this shit. Like, I've just dealt with all of mine. I need to, like, like move on. And yeah. anyway. That's a healthy boundary you have set. Use yeah. that there. Thank you. She taught me. <laughs> yeah. She did teach you along the way. Crazy. Um, so writing songs actually like allowed me a, um, cause you can be moody in songs, right? Yeah. So it allowed me a place to like work art through, you know, feelings and difficulties and, and struggles that I had mostly with relationships. Um, cause music is good for that. Like it's good for, sure. for excavating your mm-hmm. shitty relationships. <laughs> um, and one of my best friends is an author and, um, we've talked about this before, how, those really dark, difficult times in our life, like actually now like meant something because we were able to create things from them that enhanced our lives Mm -hmm. and made our lives better. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I very strongly believe in that. It's like growing from your traumatic events or difficult situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of whether or not you, it's how you view it. It's like you can sit and you can, you know, stew in all those feelings forever, or you can use it as a way to like bounce back and, Totally. Be better. It's all about your mindset. Yep. Yeah. And make something like meaningful out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I'm into it. So how does this all kind of turn into UPU? Yeah. Um, So when we moved here, I got a job uh, at a university and the students were doing these um, sort of competitions where they had to pretend to be lawyers. And I said, and I'd been thinking a lot about my training from theater school and like, I can't remember if I had gone back to school at that point or I was thinking about it. And I was like, we learned so many amazing skills that like everybody could use. And we would say that at the time, this is between getting chairs thrown at you and stuff like that. But you'd say to yourself, like everybody should know how to, develop a strong voice or, mm-hmm. you know, stand properly so you don't like have body injuries and stuff like that. And so I'd been thinking a lot about all of the training I had done and, and putting it together in my mind. And when I found out that the students were doing these competitions, I said, who's giving them, you know, performance training? They were like, oh, yeah, that would probably be a good idea. And I said, I, can I try that? I would really love to. And they said, Yes. And so then I started working with the students and I, you know, developed this four part training that encompasses like all of the training that I had in, in school, my classical theater training, as well as at that point, you know, over 20 years of experience performing on stages. And it was awesome and it was very fulfilling and I really enjoyed the work and slowly, you know, I, I was doing that every year and then a couple of people found out about it and asked me if I would help them with like speeches or other things that they were doing. 
And then I was like, I have a business. And so I soft launched UBU Skills in 2018. And then I left my job in the summer of 2020. And I've been here ever since. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why'd you decide your logo to be a unicorn? Because <laughs> it makes me so happy. Um, I've loved unicorns since I was little. And so this is how I met my husband. So he was um, the door guy for a lot of uh, shows at this venue called Rancho Relaxo in Toronto. <laughs> Do you know Rancho? Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you? Oh, yeah. Did you bring your bands there? I <laughs> did many things there. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you? Do we know each other? Maybe. When was your like heyday there? Uh, two thousand six through two thousand eight. <laughs> okay, I would have just start. Uh, so I would have just started around two thousand and eight. Okay. Okay. It's possible oh, we've this crossed. This place sounds fun. It was fun. It was it was fun, and it was uh, like after hours were pretty bananas, yeah. right? Like That's bananas. Yeah. Do you know Dan Wolovic? No. Okay, so we're. I think I'm we're very. Different eras. I'm very just like I didn't really like pay attention to people. Okay. I, I just kind of did my own thing. You went to shows. I went to shows. I toured with bands. I. What do you play? I don't play anything. <laughs> oh, like you were like. I was literally just there for the ride. I love it. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. Like very like Daisy Jones without the actual talent. <laughs> But you just love the experience. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. went because I just I was like, if I will regret it if I say no. And I'm like, I want to have a cool story when I have kids. Yeah. And now, so that's my cool story. It's I want to live the rock star life you without did. actually have having. You have you gone on tour? Okay. <laughs> it is fun. Despite all I'm of like the terrible things thing. that we're saying, it's actually. It's very fun. It can be really fun. If it's in short spurts. Very yeah. short spurts. The people who tour like 300 days a year, I don't. Unless you're in a bus, like I don't understand. Even a bus is not great. (laughs) It's a lot of the same people over and over again. All day. Every day. And the partying really does get to you. I don't know about you, but like I was just like, it just feels so gross. Like I don't, I don't want to do this or be around this anymore. Like I just sort of want like quiet, just Mm want to read a book and like, yeah, like see art. (laughs) I need culture (laughs) and real food. And yeah. Like and a home proper base. thread count sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sheets are really important. Um, so I had, I was, ha- I had a show at Rancho, and I had like put on this, uh, like this was, it was called Still Post. It was this place where musicians would like connect with each other and talk about shows. And I had said, if anyone's coming to this show, if you wear a unicorn shirt, I will give you a CD and buy you a drink. And so I show up to like get in, like our band shows up to get in and the door guy has printed out a picture of a unicorn from the internet and safety pinned it to his <laughs> that is shirt. That so freaking cute. And I know. And uh, so that was, the, that's my now husband. <laughs> and so cute. Um, so cute. Such a meat cute. So cute. But here's here's the best part. So when he he had to have some surgery that was pretty intense. And that night I had a show for um it was either CMW or North by Northeast at Rancho. So like I was there at the hospital all day, like, you know, and then got him home, got him safe, and then like had to head out to the show. Oh, I'm gonna cry. So I get to the show and um it was a very intense day. And I come out 
on stage and I look out in the audience and um, like all of our friends were there with unicorn um, printouts, um, safety pin to their shirt. Mm -hmm. Did he coordinate this for you? He sure did. Oh, now I'm going to (laughs) cry. And so our wedding was like. sweet angel. I know. Our wedding was unicorn themed. (gasps) Stop. And so my friend Chantal is an artist, and I was like, of course it's going to be a unicorn. That's wow. so freaking cute. Yeah. I know. That it's makes nice me day. so happy. Yeah. I love hearing stories where men are not totally assholes. And yeah, they act- I feel like you like, got a really good one. They actually one. have the ability to do these things. Yep. Because you hear a lot out there right now, and it's very sad. Yeah, I, well, I was listening, as I said, to your episode with Jenny, and I was like, oh, this, the dating sounds it's bad. bad, bad really but no, bad. it's honestly, like, to hear, that's so freaking cute. It's pretty, I it was pretty that. nice. Yeah, it's, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the things that you're like, of course I'm going to marry you. <laughs> yeah, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, no, sometimes you, you meet someone, you're like, yep, you're going to be a pivotal part of my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And some of them stick around, and then it's great, and you get unicorn weddings. Oh. It's true. And I mean, it's not all like fucking roses no. all the time. No. <laughs> we have been together for, f- for almost 15 years, I think. Yeah. There's ups and downs, but yeah. For sure. No, he's um, he's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. So how did you end up in Kingston? Um, well, I okay, so in the last leg of one of the tours, um, so this was just one of the Ontario tours, our guitar player um, got a slip disc and couldn't play anymore, and it didn't feel like it made sense to tour with everybody. So I just decided to do the last few shows solo, and Ben, my husband, came with me. Um, so we were driving into Wakefield, and out of the blue, we both turned to each other and said, let's move here. And we were like, what? Because neither of us had considered leaving Toronto Um, Both of us had moved there. Like, I left Mississauga to move there, and he had left Kingston to move there. Oh, so he's from Kingston. He's from Kingston, yeah. He was born in Kingston, and then his family moved to Toronto when he was 10. And then he had—wait, no. He was born in Toronto. His family moved to Kingston when he was 10. When he was 20, he went back to Toronto to do Second City. And then we we moved back here uh, later. Anyway— so we knew that Wakefield actually probably wouldn't have been a viable place to go because um, at that point, music was still my focus. And it just sort of seemed a little bit far from everywhere in order to do like touring and, and try to get some traction as a musician. So we talked a lot. About, we didn't realize that both of us had sort of maybe been thinking about leaving Toronto because it's did you live in Toronto? Yeah. yeah. Like it's. Well, now I don't even know how anybody lives in Toronto. Like, it's just so bananas. It was expensive at the time, but now it's just, like, out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, It just had started to feel a little bit less community-oriented for me. And I was just starting to feel a bit discouraged with the music scene. And um, all my best friends had moved to different places. And just feeling that sort of, like, like, loneliness and isolation. And for him... You know, he was sort of transitioning into thinking about a different career than he'd been looking at. And he, at the time, thought that he wanted to open, like, a venue. And we thought, well, Kingston would be a better place for that than um, Toronto. Mm -hmm. And so we just just picked it and decided to move here. Like, and everything fell into place in ways that, you know, you wouldn't have imagined. Like, I wouldn't have thought that I would get that sort of 
job really easily. And that job afforded me a lot of um, stability that I hadn't been used to, like dental benefits. <laughs> I walked in and my dentist thing. was like, oh boy, <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. Um, yeah, glasses, like all those things. I just sort of like focused on rebuilding sort of stuff that got put to the wayside when you're, you know, I don't know. At one point I was had $20 a week to eat Yeah, and like chose to walk to work every day. Like it was an hour walk there and an hour walk back, and literally what I did living in Toronto. Yeah, the whole time. And it's it takes you a while to get out of that, right? And Mm -hmm. be like, like I'm safe. I'm okay. Like money is not. I'm not. You know, destitute or like on the way to being destitute. Um, And I was never destitute. I I had a job. I had a place to live. I I should be very clear that there was a lot of privilege happening there. It just felt very stressful to try to survive in this (laughs) city that was, um, you know, fairly unforgiving in a lot of ways. Um, So, yeah, we picked Kingston and we've been there ever since. So I'm, I was born in Trenton. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So you do also have like a local connection. Yeah, I think I lived there for 11 months. <laughs> and then they were like, we're going to go. Yeah, they were like, I mean, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. They, neither of them are from Trenton. My dad's from uh, Bowmanville, so oh, okay. sort of close-ish. But yeah. yeah, they moved to, I think they moved to Toronto and then eventually settled in Mississauga. Cool. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about the services that you offer through UBU sure. and how people can access them? Um, so I'm a speaking visibility and confidence coach, and I work one-on-one with folks, uh, usually in sessions of six. So we work together over up to three months, and we work on the speaking training that I talked about, and then we look for real-life situations that you can put this stuff into practice. And I also incorporate a lot of shadow work in my coaching. So that's where we, so that was something I had started to do in my mental health journey. I had started to finally decide that I needed to look at some of the yucky stuff that still lived sort of in the background that I hadn't really acknowledged or some behaviors about myself that I didn't really love. And shadow work sort of kept showing up for me. And I was like, okay, I think this is a sign that I should look at it. And so it's basically asking yourself questions and my, in my method is like in a really supportive way. So we're always coming back to being compassionate for yourself as to why these behaviors that you have, like, why are you doing this? Like, what's the reason why you might keep doing this thing that you don't like about yourself? Or why did you do that, you know, 10 years ago, this thing that you keep thinking about and you feel guilty about? And it always comes back to it's either a learned behavior from dealing with something when you were little that that was like the only way that you could do it at the time, but it became a habit. And now as an adult, you're like, well, this doesn't really support me any longer. Um, but like actually going back and figuring it out, there's a lot of relief in that. And there's a lot of healing that can happen because you're like, oh, I'm not actually a dick. I was doing this because I was hurt and now I can find that compassion for myself and forgive myself and like, and now we're going to like move forward and develop like better habits. So I started doing that work with myself. And then when I was working with clients, a lot of speaking fear stuff would come up. Like I mostly work with women and non-binary folks. And we have whole other layers of like society's ideas of women's and non-binary voices. Like there's just so much shit that's around there. I'm so with one woman, she was really struggling. Like intellectually, she knew um, like 
that she could speak in front of other people. Like she knew, like she, she had to, she had to give talks like twice a week. Like she was doing it, but she was still petrified almost every single time she had to take beta blockers. And so we started chatting and started, and I was like, do you want, do you want, can I ask you sort of like, this is what I'm doing in my life. Would, would you be comfortable with me asking you some of these questions and you can either answer them here with me or you can like journal them out, which is how I like to do it. And basically we realized that a high school boyfriend had told her that her voice was irritating and um, and basically that kept coming up for her, this idea that she was, that her voice was irritating. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was like, as soon as you realize that there's this other person's voice in your head sort of like dictating, but because it's painful to visit, you just like squash it down, but it keeps happening then and then you're not even conscious of it. And that was like a huge moment for her. But for me also, because I, I thought to myself, this is a very powerful tool that I can use with people that, you know, and I, and I want to be really super duper clear. I'm not a mental health practitioner. I'm very clear with clients. Like if this delves into anything that I know I'm not trained to to do, then like you have to commit to getting professional help. And we always, like, that's like something we talk about ahead of time. And so now what I do is I have this workbook that I use with folks and then they can use it on their own and they can ask themselves questions and journal them out. And that really helps. Um, like we don't do shadow work all the time, but sometimes it can be absolutely powerful in terms of transforming your ability to feel like you suck and you can't get up in front of people to being able to advocate for yourself, which is like a huge thing for people. Yeah. And then I have uh, group programs. So I do this um, four month program. Uh, it's like a visibility building program for small business owners. And the last month we build a signature talk. It's called welcome to my Ted talk. I'm also the speaker advisor for the TEDx at Queens U. So I have lots of experience with Ted That's talks. Super cool. Yeah. It's really fun. And we basically talk about values, like what's important to you. And then you get to build a passionate speech that like talks about what's important to you as well as like why you're here, why your business is important. Like what are you doing in the world? Um, and, um, and then I have some master classes, uh, to help folks learn how to speak up and I do uh, corporate workshops too. I'm like really inspired by you. Oh, thanks. I'm looking at your website too. And I really, it, there's just so many great things and you just have like tools people can go and download. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to download this me and my shadow situation and work on that. I love it. It's I like one of the things I'm most proud of. I literally talked to my therapist yesterday about this. I didn't know this was a thing. This is what I was telling you earlier this morning. I had like kind of like a consult with a new therapist yesterday. Um, I don't know if it's actually therapy. I think it's like psychotherapist. I don't know the actual term for it. Anyways, doesn't matter. But yeah, we were literally just talking about that. It's like, okay, so like you're repeating behaviors that you don't like. What is it that's triggering those? And she's like, it's not. Because I was like, I feels like I'm self-sabotaging. She's like, no, we don't say that. She's like, it's oh, a defense mechanism. I like her. Yeah. Oh. I like her. I don't she believe like, self-sabotage either. No, she's like, it's a defense mechanism because something happened and you keep reverting to this, but it's because you're trying to protect yourself and Fucking not because uh, you're not trying to like screw yourself over because nobody intentionally does that. It's just you're defending, you're trying to protect yourself from the hurty things. Yep. Yeah. She sounds like a good one. Yeah. I yep. feel like I've learned so much today <laughs> already. I can see your face. You're just like, <laughs> I'm just like, what? I have to talk to my therapist. Whew. Okay. 
<laughs> so clearly people will feel good when they work with you, but what can people expect like coming into it? Is it scary? Do you make it comfortable? What happened? <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's obviously a big concern with people is like, you know, are you going to make me do Instagram reels? That's a big one. And I'm like, not unless you, you know, I'm not yeah. going to make you do anything. If you are trying to, you know, d- build a business, do I highly recommend seeing if we can work through all the blocks that you have around that? Yes, I do. However, you know, there's no, like, I can't, I can't and I don't want to force you to do anything. I don't think there's like any reason to do that. It's actually a lot of the stuff is really curated to whatever the particular person needs. So like we don't do shadow work with everybody. Like not everybody needs it or they've got their own method for dealing with um, fears and stuff like that, usually with a therapist and they want to leave that separate and that's totally fine. Um, I try to, so I don't know if you've looked at my Instagram at all, but like I show up as myself like good and the bad. So if I'm having like a crappy day, I'll be like, I, you know, this happened and I'm feeling really upset about it. Or I try to be as honest as possible so that people can be as comfortable as possible when they're working with me and they can know what they're getting into. I'm also really fucking clear about like my politics, my values. Like I don't, I'm not interested in working with folks that don't align with my values. Uh, because it just is hard and I don't want to have a hard business. I want to have an easy business. What's your business you can Mm -hmm. choose. Exactly. You work with. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I teach folks too. Like you don't have to say yes to everybody. You don't have to work with people that make you feel uncomfortable or make you feel like crappy. Like you don't even have to think about why you can just be like, no, you're not the right person for me. The vibe is off and I don't want to work with you. Exactly. Um, And really what we're doing is we're not ever working on, building more masks for you mm-hmm. we are working on letting you be you and that's where the UBU comes from like we are building the highlights and we're like excavating the shit that's keeping you from being your true full self do either of you like read tarot no mm-hmm. okay but I think it's infinitely interesting so I'm a professional tarot reader too cool and so for what <laughs> do you do everything holy <laughs> manoli loving this okay um, and so I, I always think that like we're aiming for the star or the sun cards, which are like where you get to fully be yourself. Um, we're not aiming for like some, you know, professional or polished version of yourself or like giving you skills to be able to like shine brightly as you are. Yeah. You know what? Every time, like, we have someone reach out to us to ask to be on the podcast, we shit our pants. We're like, (laughs) we don't know you. Oh, my God. Why do you want to be a part of this? Like, we have a panic. And then Mm -hmm. we show up and the person shows up and it is, like, exactly what we need on that Mm. day. And I genuinely believe we both need, you in particular, but I think we both did need, like, the energy and the message that you are giving to the world today um thank you thank yeah. you i'm really glad this no, is just, also yeah. funny because like it just felt like it took forever for us to get it yeah we all had we were supposed to do it yesterday my daughter were was we? her graduation oh yeah we were we had to move it a day can, that I, actually can I tell you something sick. yeah my kid got the principal award for leadership <gasps> oh my god oh. yes holy it was just like Oh, a leadership oh. one too. Grade yeah. what grade? Twelve? Six. Six. Oh yeah. yes. Just Even better. Wear a suit. 
Oh, yes, I love this. Oh, oh God. Really nice. yeah. I love that. You must yeah. be so proud. I was, I was, I mean, I'm proud of her. She, okay. So for the last week, I've had upwards of eight kids in my house every single day. <gasps> she wrote a horror movie. <laughs> And I they've love been children. filming it. Stop it. It's, I have like an actual Wes Anderson movie happening in my house, right? Like it's just, it's kids being Can you kids. This? Yeah, like when are you filming? When are we? I think I'd have to get a lot of permission. They also like used, um, they subbed out swear words because they knew they wouldn't be allowed. And I was trying to tell her about the swear words that they use in The Good Place. Have you watched The Good Place? On I've Netflix? heard of it, but I've never uh, I've watched, watched it. I've watched some of it, I haven't. Yeah. Okay. So like they would say, like, holy forking shirt balls. Yeah. Right. So I was trying to tell her that. And I'm like in and out, right? Because I'm also trying to work from home and stuff. Um, so instead of shit, they said chat. Still and like the same it's thing. screening at school today. <laughs> Amazing. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, you know, like, what is it? Act now and beg forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just let uh, it happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh so anyway, so like I've just sort of watched her um really come into her own this year um and so I'm I'm very proud of all of that and like the award like I'm just generally proud of her like I wouldn't want her to ever think that like I'm only proud of her because she got an award of course but I was pretty proud I was just like I was just excited that somebody else also sees like her potential and like Mm -hmm. what a fucking great person she is um and then she got that recognition. Yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. That's really cute. I think, honestly, so I have a 14-year-old, too. Um, and she has a scary amount of confidence. So much confidence. And I'm just, I we love, love her for it. And, like, yeah, because she'll, like, she takes photos. Like, she's really, really good at it. But she never posts on Instagram. She only posts on this other app. What app? Visco. Oh, man. I, I'm going to have to learn a whole lot of new things. I don't, I feel like that one's not for us. I've been using it before it was cool. Oh, okay. So like Okay. It's I use it for photo editing because I don't like the tools. Oh. It's more powerful than Instagram and you get more layers and it's okay. cheaper and all these other things. Anyways. Okay. So she uses it and she posts there and I was like, Kate, hey, I'm like, you know, if you posted this stuff on your Instagram, like you could easily be like an influencer, but in a, like an artsy way. And she's like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I was, but like on text, and I was, myself, and she's mom. like, I just don't want that. I love it. Oh, That's okay. badass, right? Like when you. When you could have something like to know that that's not what you want is mm-hmm. very cool. And like I, she's yeah, that's so I, cool. I, I think I have this like listening to both of you talk about your kids and seeing children. Is like, your is your womb tingling? No, I do not want children <laughs> at all. <laughs> Ugh. The last episode we were talking to someone and they were talking about birth and I was like, Ugh. Um, <laughs> not for me. Never wanted them. But shout out good on all of you for having them. <laughs> not my thing I have dogs um but like girls like when we were younger I feel like it was a thing you know like you're you're too loud you're too bossy Mm -hmm. you just need to appease like as young women that was kind of the status quo and now I feel like there's this like powerful beast of women like our ages guiding these little these young women coming up and we're it we're helping them realize they don't have to like quiet themselves or appease everyone and that's why I think like you know both your daughters doing these great things and setting boundaries and Mm -hmm. knowing they don't have to do it 
is really freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, for sure. Because all that stuff is still out there. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Yeah, it's still there. But the but yeah, being able to sort of give them an alternative and also like say they're wrong. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, is really um, really nice. So. That's my little spiel. Next generation. Yeah. Scary. Oh, I know. And it's like the best kind of scary. Because like, I want, I'm, (laughs) one of Audrey's teachers said yesterday, um, we don't want her to leave. And I'm like, she doesn't want to leave either. And she was like, she could come and run this school. And I'm like, I know she could. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's great energy. Better than any of us. I love it. Yeah. No, I decided, like, I woke up this morning spicy. <laughs> you haven't been very spicy. I know, but like now I'm at the point where I'm just kind of like I realized this morning I'm like, you know what? Like I I'm going to be spicier towards the things that need to be spiced about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense to any of you. Yeah, you like, take I'm, that energy. I'm really you pissed. Your energy. Like I'm really really pissed about the housing situation. I, like it's a whole different conversation, but like I'm so pissed about it. I'm so pissed at people being angry at the addicts. I'm pissed about you know, not having resources. I'm pissed about healthcare. I'm pissed about all these things and I've just been kind of quiet about it, but now I think I'm going to be outwardly pissed. Yes. I love it. And I just need to channel all that anger into something that's going to be useful. So I'm going to be angry pissed. And, um, yeah, channeling channeling that energy into something like positive and like using your voice to like, I need to, it's so well, cause that's all what like, it's like I grew up like as a teenager, it was like all the punk rock stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, we're doing, you know, women's rights. We're doing, you know, people existing as they want to. It's mm-hmm. like we're doing all the stuff. And then I stopped. I, I had a kid, basically. And yeah. then I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and scene. And then I got, I just got more just quieter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand. I do understand. I'm very disheartened at how much fucking hate has come up in the last few years, especially against our community. Like, it's like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? What? Like, it's, it's just we all know. It's like, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know, right? Like, it's like, you can't, you're going to get mad at the drag queens and not like, I don't know, like the church that's been fucking like messing with kids for like literal centuries. How about like all the indigenous kids that they've been fucking digging up from graves? You're going to get mad at this person for like yeah. enjoying their life? Fuck off. It, sorry. No, I'm salty. <laughs> I love this. I um, have get, you watched? What is it? Shiny Happy Duggars. Oh, Shiny Happy. It's about the Duggars. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I can't. Like, I'm too sensitive to watch. Stuff will mess with me for a long time. Yeah, that one. It fucked me up. That one was Like, straight up. Maybe that's why you're spicy. Honestly, and I think it's ever since I watched that, because I binged the whole thing in one night, on the same night we watched it in separate houses. And it was horrifying. The things that those kids have been through, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, and now this documentary is out, like, now what? Like, people are just going to let this continue to happen. Mm-hmm. And the way they treat women, the way they talk to women, the way they talk to kids, the way they, like, basically are brainwashing these kids from birth. And, like, not just religion, like, behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, just natural curiosity. Like, they just want to stomp it right out of you. And it's exhausting and I cried so much and don't watch it. Yeah. I can't. I know. Um, but it's I the can't. fact that it's like, it, I think that like lit this like just 
fire inside of me that I was just so mad. I'm like, okay, so now that this is out here, like what's happening with what are we going to do? There's now nothing that we know though, this. because yeah. they train the boys and then all the boys go into the police force and yeah, then crazy. they get into government. Like it's literally like all of these like TLC, all these channels owned by this discovery network are run by these people. Mm-hmm. And it's like this whole trickle down effect of everything in the entertainment media within. There's always someone in there to help guide it towards and that's what we're seeing now in the states is there more of them are getting into office mm. so more of them are able to start controlling you know women's reproductive rights all these things anyways it's a whole completely different topic that i can talk about for hours and it pisses me off and i'm so tired of being quiet about it don't be speak up be honey. loud um but yeah we can edit all of that out. never no do you all remember when everybody thought Corey feldman was like is that the guy from glee unwell no, no, that's before. <laughs> it was Corey Feldman. Corey Monteith is Glee. Oh. No, he Corey Feldman is like a Corey from the eighties. This he might in be like Stand by way, Me. Is he in Stand by Me? Um, what was me? he? In? He was like a Canadian. Was he in the Goonies? Yes. Okay, yeah, I know who he is. So the two Corys, I think, were in the Goonies. Anyway, so Corey Feldman was talking about um, pedophilia in the entertainment industry way in the early days, like these rings of people. Yeah. We now know this to be true, but at the time, everybody like condemned him, like was talking about his mental health and saying like he was making it up and all this stuff. And yeah, now... Didn't his career get like completely tanked, mm-hmm. basically because of it? I also think... So both can be true, right? Like, I actually think he was having um, like a break from reality. Which is it, Like fine. in a public way, it, totally. Um, so he was telling the truth, the delivery traumatic. was so difficult to to absorb, and do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, like, because it's something that you don't want to believe is true because it's so horrifying. And that too, but like he was making music videos with like him as an angel and stuff in the mean. Like it was just really hard to be like, what's going on here right now? And when you go through something traumatic like that, I feel like it changes your brain, mm-hmm. and it's like, how am I going to? To getting through it, sometimes it makes no sense to anybody, mm, and it's right. like it feels so right to you, right? But like on the outside like, of the world, it's just like completely. When you're in like kind of like that mental space, I feel like sometimes people don't make the best decisions. And, no, often they don't. And but to do it in a public eye is just like a whole different ball game, right? Yeah. And nobody had the capacity to be able to figure out what was going on, mm-hmm. especially like in like Sinead O'Connor. the nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's like like what? Yeah. The 90s, I, the 90s I'm not even going to open problem. that up. <laughs> the 90s were a problem. The 90s were such a problem. Yep. But we did get the Spice Girls out of them. We did, so yeah. That's, that's so a plus. stoked. I, I mean, love them so much. Yeah, that was like my peak growing years. I used to like get 10. this gum from um, the convenience store. Yeah. This is like probably a few years after they were sort of st- like in the mainstream. So the gum was probably pretty old, but it had <laughs> it had like the armband tattoos. Oh, yeah. So I'd put those on and go dancing. <gasps> oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, my Spice Girl tattoos. Oh. Um, mm. We talked about many things. Is there anything we missed, though, that you want to talk about before? Um, I'm starting a new music project next week. <gasps> That's exciting. I, uh, yeah. Uh, I got a residency Funny. at the Grand Theater in Kingston. Amazing. Oh. Really fun. Um, I'm walking in with nothing and the goal is to write six new songs 
um, bringing in some friends, and we're going to record whatever we get. Um, and I'll probably have a little like invited uh, concert sort of at the end of it, um, just to be like, this is what I came up with. And then from there, I'm going to take it to the studio and uh, turn it into um, an EP. Um, so that's fun. And um, I'm launching another. When are you going to air this? Do you know? Um, yeah, hang on. I can tell you if the internet, the internet's really slow today. Here recording today and this will come out uh, near the end of July. Oh, okay. So my four month program for small business owners is called Thriving Visibility and we are launching a new cohort in September. So that's September, that's October, November. Yep. We're skipping December and going back uh, coming back in January. So that's that fourth month mm-hmm. I was talking about the welcome to my TED talk. Um, so that's a really, uh, it's really fun. It's a beautiful community. I only take 10 people. So it's very high touch. There's one-on-one and group coaching and it's basically, um, training and coaching to help you build your best marketing tool, which is you right? It's like mm-hmm. developing yourself as the figurehead of your business. So that launches in September. And by the time this is airing, there might be a spot or two left. So um, we can head to my website to learn more about that. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. This was great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. This is everything I needed today. Yeah. Can I shut it down? Yeah. Yes. That was amazing. It's so good listening back to it was a good time yeah because i feel like we recorded this one a little while ago it's like three weeks ago yeah i would say three weeks yeah so ago. i need to listen to it again now it's like ago. it's like i forgot all the things i said and i'm scared but that's no okay. it was pretty good yeah. like it wasn't unhinged it was fun no, no, i know i just you know i edit out anything really crazy <laughs> <laughs> she was so nice she came in just so full of positivity and you you were feeling spicy that day and you said that in the beginning of the interview you're like i'm i'm so spicy today and she was like you be spicy and i was like yes i was spicy that i remember why i was spicy yeah i I was like i was like oh you were spicy that week and i know and it's a good reason but um so she she was just so cool and really open and yeah she was so easy to talk to and just like such cool things she's done like musician acting she does everything yeah and crazy. I think I'm going to, she has on her website, um, free resources for shadow work. And I yeah. think I'm going to try that out. See what that's, that's a good idea. About. But thoroughly enjoyed her. Yeah. So. No, she was great. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you guys also enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like go check out her website. I don't know if she still has workshop spots open, but you can just yeah. stay up to date on all the workshops and speaking about speaking yeah. things she's doing. <laughs> Actually directly after her interview. Yeah. She goes outside. Oh, yeah. She had a flat. She had a very flat tire. Yeah. And, and then I she had to awful. stay for like an hour waiting for CAA. It's horrible. Uh, I know. I was like, you can come in. Yeah, come hang out. But it, she was very optimistic. I need that outlook on that. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'd be kind of freaking out. But she yeah. was like, chill as a cucumber. Yeah. Cool as a cucumber. Cool as, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't Love matter. cucumbers, though. So. <laughs> so, fuck berries but water oh the water log you know what? yeah like i love watermelon i love <laughs> cucumber so circle back to the beginning of the episode oh yeah delicious i like hate bananas really yeah why i don't know well i used to well. have them a lot in smoothies 
You're correct. It's the shape. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, what else? What smoothies? else is going on? Smoothies. I used to have them a lot in smoothies, but I'm pretty sure bananas can impact migraines. Ooh. That's like, so yeah. I stopped eating them because I get migraines. That's fair. Bah, 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 bah. What was I going to say? Oh, Brazen, the 2024 yeah. location has been released. That's exciting. That's a beautiful venue. It's beautiful. Um, you it's know, in we're Cherry Valley. It's in, yeah, I'm looking. At I think I could be very No, it real. is in Cherry Valley. Um, so you can get on the email list for that, for Brazen, so you know... Um, all the updates and stuff or follow Simple Desk. This isn't a sponsorship. I'm just telling you to do it because yeah, I love no, Simple Desk. But straight up, um, I think we met some of the coolest people at Brazen last year. All of it was just so... It was exactly... I didn't know going in what to expect, yeah. but it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. We'll be back. Big advocate of going to Brazen. Um, also, we officially launched the Starboard Instagram. We posted <gasps> on it. So go follow it, please. And that's all I got. Do you have anything else? Um, no, I'm just really excited for the next batch of interviews that we have coming up. Um, full disclosure, we record a whole bunch in advance and then release as we, we have go. Three interviews in a, the first week of all. <laughs> yeah. So we um, mistakenly decided to book like three interviews in a week. And then, like the following week, there's another two. So oh, I'm going to burn out. Let's do this. <laughs> and then I go on vacation like right after that. <laughs> I set Katie up for success in this one. We're going to be great. I'm on new meds. Everything's fine. No, but yeah. So we have quite a few interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we're pretty much booked. Like we have episodes scheduled until the end of September, which I'm very excited about. Um, but I think there's some really cool guests coming up that I hope everybody loves. And we're going to try and start sharing on our socials like prior to the episode coming out so you kind of know who's coming that week what yeah. we're gonna try so yeah could i tell you who's next week no but it's in the schedule yeah i don't know we have other real jobs not that this isn't a real but this is just like a side thing we do yeah you no, know we that. have an excel sheet that keeps our episodes somewhat organized Some, somewhat and hey I, I edited this on tuesday that's two days before yeah and then i'll edit this and it'll go out so beautiful we'll see. i hope everyone has a lovely weekend yeah, no, it's gonna. Hopefully, it's gonna be nice again. Yeah, shout out to uh, Lana and Donna. I'm going to their wedding on Saturday. Oh, yay! Sad. Big old gay wedding. So. Love a gay wedding. Me too. I'm the MC. Uh, oh, <laughs> shocking! You're gonna be so good at. That. I don't know. I get scared speaking like actually two people. But, but you're so good at speaking. It's crazy. You're very good at speaking. It's gonna be great. Thank you. You're gonna kill it. Okay. Good. Wrap her up. Bye. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications, home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.